You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I uh, just want to say uh, this is a very special podcast because we have taken over Andre's podcast, David. Isn't that right? I didn't realize I was an Andre seat. That's big, you know, shoes to fill right That's there. a big seat to fill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that we're doing this podcast today is because uh, David and I did something, I think, extraordinarily uh, cool, which is we drove uh, an electric truck, the Ford F-150 Lightning, from, uh, actually from Detroit, all the way up to Dead Horse, which is as far north as you can drive in the United States. And in this podcast, David, uh, since you were a very big part of this, actually you made this happen, uh, we're going to give you all the behind the scenes. We're going to tell the story of how we got there. We're going to tell the story of how, even though some people on YouTube think we didn't, how we drove through Canada. Uh, And we're going to tell you um, some of the crazy stuff that happened. So, uh, what do you say? Should we just start from the beginning? Let's start from the beginning. You, uh, we had two trucks, and we had to get both trucks to the ferry, which is in Bellingham, Washington. Yeah, let's so talk, I had let's, two let's, different routes. Let's talk about our cutting plan. So, yes. Okay. So in order to do this, right, there's no fast charging up in Fairbanks. Well, there's fast charging in Fairbanks, but there's nothing up past Fairbanks. No. Uh, and from Fairbanks to Dead Horse or Prudhoe Bay, it's 500 miles. 500 miles. And the only way we could do it potentially was to have a camera slash, uh, I'm going to call it emergency charging truck. Yeah, it's our backup truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, support truck. So support uh, truck. Ford lent us uh, a King Ranch yep. F-150. Yeah, uh, very nice truck. Yeah, with onboard power. Yeah. And if you guys have been watching the series, uh, we're going to go as, we're going we're gonna to start from the point where uh, the series has gotten to. So if you're watching the series on TFL Truck, you know that what happened was Andre, basically took that truck, uh, we drove it behind the scenes to um, Sacramento, where mm-hmm. our friends at Four Wheel Camper put on basically... Project M. Um, which is not a full sliding camper, it's no. the top part of it. Topper, it bolts to the bed rails. Yep, yep, and then Andre went camping in it uh, and drove it to Bellingham. That's yep. where we left off the story. No, he drove it to Seattle and left it at the airport. At the airport. And he flew home. And he flew home. So, yes. so that's as far as we've gotten. And that's pretty straightforward. Yep. You know, we used uh, Electrify America chargers. Uh, you know, the, he slept in the camper for a couple nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the truck charges at a maximum of 150 kilowatts. Electrify America does 350. He had to charge a lot, but you know, yeah. it wasn't 
horrible. But now here's where the fun part comes. The support truck also had to get there. So yeah. let's start with that. So you uh, not only drove the support truck along with the videographer, uh, Cole yeah. and Jay, our producer. Correct. Uh, from here uh, to Seattle, but you also built an interesting kind of uh, back and forth. Tell me what you put on the back of it. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, I built the insert into the project. That's right. M, yes. Right. And then I also, I knew that we were going to be traveling with quite a bit of support equipment. And we had no way to secure it in the back of the hybrid. So what do we have choices to buy a topper, to put the roof nest on top of it? I decided it'd be better just to build one quickly, right? And so I took the same plywood that I used for the slide in and I made a, a topper <laughs> uh, that would support the roof nest. And it worked, it worked very well because it kept everything out of the dust and the rain and it kept the roof nest tent on top that we used quite a few times. Did you put a spoiler on it? And a, a spoiler because, <laughs> yeah, well, I had to. The, the roof nest was longer than the bed. So both these trucks had a five and a half foot bed, okay? Essentially the same truck, right? Except one's electric, one's a hybrid. Uh, so it was kind of nice that the beds were the same. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that worked great to se secure all of our equipment. And we also brought our friends at Jack's, gave us a cooler, freezer, refrigerator. Yeah, Jack's is a local sporting goods store, yep. so they give us this expensive... Uh, Dometic, Dometic cooler, yeah, so and we so, had that in there. And, and then you went to uh, Goodwill and bought a bunch of uh, camping stuff. <laughs> I did. I figured we got an electric truck, actually two that have onboard power. Why not buy a bunch of electrical appliances and outfit the back, right, so that we could cook whatever we wanted. So Yeah, there's four plugs in the back of both of those Right, plugs. yeah. So I he, could make coffee and cook eggs and toast and make waffles all at the same time. Yeah, he bought a George Foreman grill. <laughs> and a George Foreman grill. It's amazing what you can get at Goodwill, you know, for cheap. Yeah. Uh, and then the other cool thing you did, uh, so keep this in mind, guys, we're also going to be talking about comparing the trucks and then also we're going to be talking about what it's like to drive an electric truck versus what it would have been like if we had a diesel. We'll get into yeah, all that. Yeah, we will. We'll talk about how David had to actually fly part of the uh, section because he's not back, so we'll get into that. Okay. But before we get into all that, there's a lot to discuss. Uh, let's talk about what you did in the Lightning. So the problem, I shouldn't say the problem, the basic issue with the Project M is that it's just the top of a of a, of a sliding camper. So you've got the, the pop-up part and yep. you've got the sides. Yep. But you attach that uh, to the bed, but then you've got the bed of a truck. Yeah, you have no storage. You have uh, no storage. You have no place to sit, really. And another another issue is the fact that the bed rails support the benches on either side. And if you're sitting in the bed rails, your legs are kind of dangling. So to make it comfortable for sitting and having a table, you need to raise the floor up a little bit, which made a perfect opportunity for having storage. So we had a table, chairs, the poles that slide really nicely underneath it, and it allowed for a table to go across. And and I kind of, I kind of was the one that claimed the camper the whole time. Yeah. So I slept in it. it yeah. I slept in it most of the nights. Uh, and the table, what well, was nice to be able to go incognito sometimes and not raise the top up. And I slept with the top down in the bed, uh, with the, t the table being the bed. Yeah, and if you want to see that, uh, check out the video on the TFL truck. It's called We Have a Cunning Plan, and we show what David built. It's a really good idea. If you guys like it, we actually may sell plans to it or give away plans. Sure. I don't know. David, it's up to David. Uh, but it made it much easier, and we ate 
uh, not only in that yep, setup, it was, it, raining. Was pretty, it was raining when there were mosquitoes. Yeah, oh, you also, like you said, slept on it without having to pop the top rope, so you could sleep at a hotel. Yeah, people, when, people when, didn't know you were in there. Right, and that's nice because when you pop the top, it kind of you know shows that somebody's in here. Nobody knew I was in here, and you know also for security in certain places, uh, it was good to sleep in the truck because we've got this very expensive truck with lots of equipment in the back, and I slept in there for security. Yeah, so that was great. Yeah, and you could keep it on whether it was charged or not. That becomes important later. Right, on we'll talk story. about that later on. Yeah, very important. <laughs> All right, so uh, basically you and the crew uh, drove uh, to Seattle. Purdue it straight, yeah. yeah and uh, that was just driving across country. Yeah, across a lot of states at 80 miles an hour, sometimes a little more. Now, there are yeah. two ways you can get up to Fairbanks where the Dalton Highway starts, right? Yeah. Which is really where the hard, I shouldn't say the hard part, there was a harder part, but where the difficult kind of off-road, you know, dirt road, no civilization starts. Yeah. And that is you can take the Alaskan Highway. Or you could do it the way we did it, which is you get on a ferry in Bellingham, and mm-hmm. then you take the ferry up the inside passage. So if you guys have been on an Alaskan cruise, that's the inside passage. Yeah. Uh, and then you get off at Haines, Alaska. Right. Uh, and you cross into Canada. You go across British Columbia. You go through the Yukon Territory. Yep, a little sliver of British Columbia. Yep. And then, you know. And then Yukon. Yeah. And then you kind of jump back into the U.S., go to Toke, and then yep. go up to uh, Fairbanks. Now, people say we cheated by not taking the Alaskan Highway. I say... If we had taken the Alaskan Highway, we wouldn't have made it because it washed out. And it time it constraints, close. right? I yeah, mean, we, we have limited time, and it's a lot of distance. I mean, normally it takes, if you drive it hard, it would take four to five days, right, right. to get there. So, yeah, the ferry took three days, but it saved a lot of fuel. And um, it, it was the best way for us to get to get there, to really prove what, not that we're out to prove anything by this trip, but to show you, you know, what, the lightning can and can't do right so we could have done that in just canada or we could have just gone to alaska and showed you the exact same uh thing you know what we're trying to show yeah, so, about the lightning so, so from, from a video standpoint uh road trip videos are hard they are you know after you've seen one road trip part of it you've seen, right. You kind of, right it's it's all kind of the same you know it's that's forest, a lot of miles it's a lot of miles of the same of nothing thing, of nothing yeah uh or you know of, of yeah it's of beautiful not, it's beautiful but it's not interesting for for you as a viewer as a, yeah after the first two minutes of watching it yeah right that the, the story is really about the people you meet along the way exactly uh and not about like the scenery passing by so it would have been uh probably out of two weeks it would have been more expensive in the long run and we certainly don't have the bandwidth because you know we're also covering daily news breaking news yeah reviewing new vehicles with seven youtube channels there's no way yeah we could do it and, and you as a viewer you're not going to gain any more knowledge from us no. going across there is what you are going to see uh and it's, it's going to be fun what you're going to see in the next few episodes all right so let's let's yeah. let's just let's just let's just go into this right now okay the biggest controversy in a way was we had to figure out how to get you uh to alaska without going through Canada. Canada. Why right. is that, so, David? Well, because I'm, I'm not vaccinated. Okay. I, don't, I don't plan on getting vaccinated, but I called everybody I possibly could to see if you can go across that corner. Canada, impossible. Right? Yeah, Canadians will not allow you to go into the country without right. being vaccinated. Yeah. Right. So I had to find a way to get around. So I, you know, I was bummed because I thought, well, I can't go, right? I can't go. But I found out that if I got off the ferry a little early at Juneau, Juneau. Yep. then I could fly to Anchorage and then fly to Fairbanks and meet up with the crew, uh, Cole and Jay. Uh, I could meet up with them at Fairbanks. But the problem with that is they had to take that trek from Haines to Fairbanks, which 
we found out was really the toughest part of the journey as far as logistics for the Lightning. Yeah, and, and we don't want to go into that because it's their story. Yes. And they filmed it, and we'll tell it in one of the episodes. Good, good. Uh, uh, so I don't want to, like... I Give don't it away. To, yeah, I don't, yeah. Want, I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah. But we'll tell that story. Basically, the issue is uh, there's one fast charger... Yes. Uh, and that's a flow fast charger in Haynes Junction, which is basically that, that stretch is, I think, 500 miles altogether. Yeah, it's a fair piece. Yeah, a fair piece. And yeah. uh, uh, like 100 miles past uh, Haynes in Canada and Haynes Junction, there's one fast charger. When I say fast, I mean the slowest, fastest DC chargers right. get. It's, a it's 50, relative, right? It's a 50 kilowatt hour. So <laughs> yeah. let, let me, Not all fast chargers are no. equal, right? So let, let, let me kind of talk about charging um, just to give you a background. So right. there's three levels of charging. There's plug and home. Yep. So I'll put into real numbers, and this becomes very important later on that you can understand. So, or that make it, you, you can understand it, but that make it kind of more real. So a Ford Lightning has a 131 kilowatt hour battery, which is a big, big battery. battery. Big battery. And the bigger battery, the longer it takes. It, it can basically power your house for three days. Wow. Air conditioner, freezer, yeah. everything running, right? That's three, a lot. No, four days, sorry, four days, because the average home uses 29 kilowatt hours in America a day, so at 131 kilowatt hours, four days of charging. So if you were to plug that thing in, and I'm guessing here, but it's probably pretty close, and plug it off at 120, probably five days. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, so that's, forget that. That's, yeah, that's, that doesn't 110 is out. Yeah, when we're driving, yeah, yeah, plug it into 110. We're gonna have 220, 240, yeah. It's not gonna do us any good. Yeah. So then you get to level two charging, which is kind of the chargers that people have at home. So think of it as your dryer or washer plug. And this becomes challenging because there are many different washers. Maybe, maybe 20 different adapters that you would have to have yes. to have all of them, depending on the on the year outlet. The outlet. What, yeah, what year it was put in, you know, what use was for. Yeah. Well, so what, taking you, enough adapters is you'd have a whole frunk full of adapters, yeah. you know. And we ran into that issue. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that in a second. But let's say you're at uh, 240 and you're at 30 amps, which is what those are, right? Uh, dryer. Yeah, yep. as a dryer, 30 amp. Yep. Um, it's probably going to take, to fill it up completely, 20-ish hours, I think. That's yeah, right. 18 to 20 hours. Yeah, so imagine if the battery is drained, which it is, yep. and you pull into like a campground or someone's house and you say, hey, can I borrow your dryer plug, which we did, by the way, yep. and then you plug it in, you're there for 20 hours. Long time. A long time. Now, level three is DC fast charging. Well, you missed a step. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so yeah, like a range true. or a welder, which which we found a welder outlet. Has it might 50. be a 50 or even a greater, yeah. uh, but it requires a different adapter. But And a different charger. We took two chargers with us, right? The Ford we one, took the Ford one, which is max 30, 30 32 amps. Yeah. It probably operates more like at 27, 28 amps. Then we took a, fast, a bigger one, which was at 40 amps, but it probably charges at 37 to 38 amps. Yeah, and that wall chargers are like at 50 amps, but we didn't bring a wall yeah. charger. But if we found a 50 amp outlet, we used it. Yeah, so the difference, just to, for you to understand, the difference between a 30 amp and a 40 amp charger is 20%, right? It's 20% yeah. more. So yeah, that's in cuts real our term, time. Five hours. Yeah. If it's 20 hours on 30 amps, it's going to be 15 yep. hours on 40 amps. Yep. So, um, then, of course, you get into DC fast charging, and like Electrify America fast chargers are anywhere from 150 kilowatts all the way up to 350. Oh, are they? That? Yeah. Wow. But in Alaska. No, we never found anything like that. There are a total, which is a bigger state than, <laughs> than Texas, there are a total of seven fast chargers. Yeah, yeah. And we used four of them. 
least four of the yeah, we did. in the entire state. And the fastest one of those, which is a flow, and by the way, flow sponsors this, so thank you very much. They made it possible. Yeah. Without, I mean, the expense here, you can imagine how much, well, I can tell you how much it costs to take two trucks and three guys up the inside passage on a ferry uh, cost about four times as much as it would on a cruise. So a cruise, you can probably mm-hmm. do that cruise for like 1500 bucks, and mm-hmm. you would get nightly entertainment. To bring your truck up there and get a like a very basic cabin for two trucks and three guys. And seven, thank you for getting the cabin. Yes. Otherwise, I've been sleeping on the deck. Yeah, $7,000. <laughs> yeah, and the cabin's not even as big as his room. Yeah, and then to get the trucks back, we, we didn't have the bandwidth to actually drive them back because, once again, same problem. Yeah. Uh, $6,000 just to get them back to, not to Colorado, just to uh, Bellingham. Tacoma, Seattle. Tacoma, yeah. So. Yeah. You can do the math, and then, of course, when you get into Alaska, everything is triple as expensive. Right. Food, lodging, yeah. everything. Anyway, yeah. so the fastest charger in Alaska is 50. And on a 50, if that truck were empty, you can do the math. It's 131 kilo, so two and a half hours. Yeah. Seems like it seemed, I was sleeping in the truck while we were charging. Uh, I woke up, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning to check it, and it had bumped me out uh, for some reason at 80%. And then I had to... And we have, you'll see this one too. Then I start it back up and get it charging. The truck has to be set. You have to tell the truck, no, I want to go over 90%. You have to do that before and, and, you charge in the and, middle of the night. And the weird thing is sometimes you tell it and it won't. And it won't, yeah. So you say, I want to go 100%. And it, it bumped me out at like 97. So the range on officially by EPA numbers, the range on the uh, Lightning is 310. But we did two things that really killed the range. Yes. Yeah, we put on off-road tires. Yes. Thanks to uh, BFG, they gave them some off-road tires. That, and we've done a video on that. That took the range down by 10%. Uh, and then, of course, we had this whole drama with uh, the camper. And I've had a sliding camper for quite some time. And on my diesel truck, I've noticed at, at very high speeds, it knocks me down by 25%. And, in my fuel economy. And we also figured out, and you probably can understand this, that exponentially use more energy the faster you go. Yes. So the difference between like 10 and 20 isn't all that grand, but the difference between 60 and 70 is huge. Well, even the difference between 45 and 60 is pretty great. So we, we had to figure out where the right spot was. We had to hypermile much of this trip, now, right? <laughs> if you're watching this, you'll probably see this picture, and you can see that we added a fairing. Thanks to Colorado Fairing, they made us one. Yeah, that was great. Uh, to kind of offset the airflow yep. uh, that hits dead on the, the top of the camper. Yeah. And then and Andre rigged up something before thing. that, yeah. then, then which you, we used Andre's, and then we just put the other fairing on yeah, top you, of you it. Screwed it. Over, yeah. over the top to make it taller. And then, of course, you've got the sides of the camper, which also are like a brick in the Yeah, building. those corners hit yeah. are hitting flat. Yeah. So you got a lot of wind resistance right there. And the weirdest thing, which I still haven't figured out, is uh, so the, the payload on the Lightning is about 1,700 pounds, just under. Uh, and on, on, on the spec sheet, I think that Project M is supposed to be 400 pounds. But somehow, mysteriously, when we put it on and waited, the truck had gained uh, 1,200 pounds. Well, it had two fans. That's the that's the basic one, okay. right? Yeah. It had the fans. It had the battery pack. It had a few other, you know, like, you know. An axe. And a <laughs> lots, of, lots of other things, plus my slide-in, plus the refrigerator, freezer, plus our gear, which, you know. So we maxed out the payload. We, we, were, we, we were, like, this close to being maxed payload. We were, like, at 1,650 in the payload. We were over 8,000 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So that also makes for bad range. And basically, what that means in real life is, if you're driving that truck on a full charge, instead of getting 310 miles, you're going to get 200. 
and uh, that at high speed. Yeah, well, at sixty to sixty-five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, going seventy-five, eighty is you just believe me. Don't do it. Right? Just don't do it. It'll you will. We don't know what it would be to the battery, but it would kill. It would kill the, the range significantly. So, so even driving from. Uh, and I got right out of the hybrid, and, and, and I gave you my impressions about that. You'll get to see that. But from Tacoma up to Bellingham, you know, a few hours, and uh, I was watching it pretty close, and I kept it at 60 to 65. And, yeah, I wasn't blocking traffic, you know. It's, it's that part of, you know, the, the country. It's not the straight, straightaway. So that was a good speed to go, and that was getting us the best we could and not being dangerous, right? But we found out later on the trip up to Dalton that the premium speed for the greatest amount of range is what, Roman? About 45. About 45. Yeah. 43, 45. Yeah, we figured that out because uh, we almost got stranded. Right, right. <laughs> so, so let's put that into like easier to understand terms. So Tommy just came back from uh, Germany where he drove the EQX XX, which is like German Mercedes hypermiling electric vehicle. But that's a super sleek car. Super sleek car. Uh, I think that gets up to, um, they got 700 plus miles on a single charge. On about a hundred kilowatt hour battery. Wow. Uh, when you look at that, then you're looking at like seven uh, miles of range per kilowatt hour. Wow! Uh, a normal, <laughs> like the, the little mini what we have, yeah. that's like between three and a half and four miles. And per it kilowatt. weighs what nothing. two thousand pounds? Yeah, yeah nothing. nothing. Yeah. A Ford Mach-E might be anywhere from let's say two and a half to three and a half, depending on how you're driving it. We were lucky. We were lucky if we really worked hard. And we went really slow, and we used one pedal driving, and we didn't have the heater on because it was cold up there. Right. Uh, and we had the fairing installed. We were lucky to get 2.2. That's the highest we ever, ever got. 2.2 miles per kilowatt. And if you're basically zipping along at 65, you're going to get 1.6. Yep. But yeah, 1.6. Yep. So do the math, you know, 130 kilowatts, multiply that by 1.6, and you've got your range. Yeah. So if we were going to make it all the way from Fairbanks to Dead Horse, we had to hypermile it. Yeah. That was our only. Otherwise, we'd be sitting there charging off of the hybrid. Yeah. So, which takes forever. So here's the challenge, right? Uh, when you leave Fairbanks, there is a fast charger, and we've charged it up. You charge it up 200%. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a little uh, camp called Yukon Camp, which is yep. like this like little touristy camp. It's where people go if they want to go to the Arctic Circle, because the Arctic Circle is maybe another, what, 50 miles past that. Right. Yeah. But the halfway point to Dead Horse is a little truck stop called Coldfoot. Right. So that's 250, basically. It's a little bit less. Yeah, about there. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, it's another 250 to Dead Horse. Yeah. So basically, we had to be able to get 250 miles without charging. But that, the problem with that part of the drive was it was up and down a lot. Oh my God, that's the worst, yeah. You yeah. made a good analogy. You said it's like riding a bicycle, right? Like figure, like figure out what it's like having a lot of weight riding a bicycle up a hill. Yeah. It just, it just kills the kills range. The, even though you're going downhill and you regen, you don't regen enough to compensate for that no, uphill. No, that uphill kills you. That, that rolling yeah. terrain is the worst. Uh, and then, of course, we had these knobby tires. Yeah. And then, of course, we're on dirt most of the time. Yep. Which a is lot of much, dirt and mud because it was raining some oh, of it. Yeah, much, much more rolling resistance. So, so we didn't make it. No. On one charge. Well, we, we may have made it, but we weren't going to risk it. So we stopped yeah. at Yukon, uh, Camp Yukon. We started out going 50-something. Yeah, we started going like normal, 55. Right. We, the speed limit is 50 that whole road, yeah. right? 
but we and we were going 50 55 somewhere in there and then we realized hey we're not gonna make it no. so then we dropped our speed down after that but, but we did charge we did charge right. off the, the hybrid we topped it up the, for the first time yep probably how long were we there would you say maybe two three hours yeah so you figure on, on that hybrid you're getting about seven miles of range per hour we only added like 30 40 miles I, I think. don't think even that much not even that I much. think like 15 maybe more maybe 20 yeah. if we we're lucky but we rolled into cold foot late and almost empty oh yeah yeah, yeah. On, on electrons yeah yeah and so so here's the thing that I had an epiphany right so people are gonna be like well you cheated you didn't you, you didn't charge off the grid well, there's no grid. <laughs> no, there is no grid. There's diesel generators. <laughs> so, so the question is, if we charge off the hybrid, right, we're charging off of gas. Or diesel. Or Oh, no, or gas. Hybrid, yeah. Yeah. yeah, off the hybrid. We're gas. charging off of gas. Then we drive to Coldfoot. It's uh, diesel. We'll, and we'll talk about that. It's cold. It's diesel. Yep. And then we drive to Dead Horse and we're charging up there. And Natural gas. And so none of it is renewable. And if you charge, there's one little spot even. Yeah. I mean, people, there, there is nothing. When I say nothing, I mean pump stations That's that it. road has no houses and they're not exactly welcoming those pump stations no they yeah don't they don't want you, want you in there yeah. you have the pipeline yeah. and there, there's no civilization up there right no I, I was really surprised by this nobody lives up there yeah yeah i think and, sometimes people think that like electricity comes from unicorn farts right right it's all it's, yeah it's your pick your poison right and there's one other little camp and he runs on jet fuel because he flies a lot of hunters and you know people out of there so he he burns everything on jet fuel uh so we could have charged on jet fuel so we could have been on all of the fossil fuels right there except coal well we were at coal when we were at the flow charger yeah that's right so we yeah. charge up at the flow charger in fairbanks yes uh, and they get a lot of their power like the re most of the u.s is about 70 percent non-renewable Alaska, of course, is like over 90. Yeah. <laughs> non renewable. <right. laughs> yeah. The, the rivers freeze up, so they can't really do that. No. Hydroelectric. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> and, and solar would be challenging in. There's no sunlight. <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> in the winter. So right. that leaves you with air, I guess. You could do wind yeah. power. Uh, but yeah, the only thing that made this actually doable, and this is where it got really hard, is the fact that it was sunny. Well, the sun was out 20, it wasn't sunny, it was raining all the time, but it was out 24-7. Uh, that was great. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun to experience that. Yeah. In, in Deadfoot, you know, I slept in the camper, so I couldn't really make it dark, but I did all right. But your body just goes into a whole other mode of, you don't need as much sleep because the light's yeah, telling yeah, you to keep going. Yeah, it's like at midnight, you're like going. wide awake. Yeah, yeah, so, it, was, it was interesting. So let's talk about the Dalton Highway. So the Dalton Highway was built in the 70s because of the Alaskan pipeline and basically it runs along the Alaskan pipeline. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, uh, this trip is definitely about the journey, not the destination, because when you get up to Dead Horse, Prudhoe Bay, it's not a great town, right? It's just... It's uh, not a t I mean, yeah, it's not a town. you can't really call it a town. No, there's, a, there's a general store up there with like 15 years of dust on everything. Everything's built on stilts. And in Napa Auto Parts, that's it. Yeah. One hotel, one like uh, really bad hotel that we stayed at. Right. The Aurora. And, like, and a lot of equipment. Yeah, people fly I mean, up there for two weeks, they work, yeah. and then they fly back down to yeah. Anchorage and then they take yeah. a week off. I mean, it's a work, it's there, a work there's site. no bars because you can't drink up there. No, no drinking. So there's no bars, there's no place to go hang out. I mean, when people are up there, it's for work, right? And very few, I notice it, I mean, it's smart not to bring your camper, your pull-behind camper. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, it would destroy your pull-behind, I mean, unless you want to take forever to get there. So, you don't take your motor home. No, don't take your motor home. And very few people venture up there unless you just want to say, I made it. 
And that's what we were doing, people right? People go to the Arctic Circle, which yeah. is like 120 miles. And then turn around and go get back. Get a little certificate and then yep. and, and zip back. Right. Uh, take a picture by the sign. Uh, uh, and then a lot of motorcyclists go all the way because it's a big motorcyclist thing. But yeah. the road is daunting because some of it is paved, but a lot of it is mud. Yeah. A, a very soft shoulder, sinkholes. And then you have a lot of wildlife. There's like, we, we saw uh, muskox, we saw caribou. Uh, we moose. didn't see bears. Yeah, we saw that moose, moose in the lake. That was cool. Yeah, eagles. Uh, eagles, all kinds, yeah. of, all kinds of stuff. And then you go over the highest point, Adigan Pass, which is 6,000 feet above sea level. And that's, once again, uh, just a dirt road going over. You know, pretty, And then the most daunting thing about it is there's just a ton of trucks. Yeah. So, so basically, you got to keep dead horse supplied. Because while the oil comes from there, it's not distilled, right? You have to... They don't make gas up there. No, it's got to no. go... <laughs> they have to bring it all the way back up I from the refineries. I should say refined. I don't think they distill gas. I think they refine it. But yeah, yeah, yeah right. they got to bring it yeah. up. And everything Natural they got to bring gas. up, right? So yeah. it's just a lot of trucks. And they say that you're going to break a windshield, which we did yeah. on the hybrid. We yeah. somehow didn't break it on the... Uh, on, on the, the lightning. lightning. Yeah, no. we were surprised. But uh, we do have lots of rock chips on the front of the lightning. Oh, yeah. yeah, your car is going to yeah. feel it. Yeah, it's, it's going to catch some, you know... Because they, they don't, those, those trucks do like, if they're going slow, they're doing 50. Yeah. But they're doing like 70. And, and they, they know every corner. Yeah. And they don't move over. You move over. Yeah. And the mud can be thick. Yeah. I mean, we had so much mud caked on the truck. We had uh, like 50 pounds. It took us like, yeah. just, I think it took us like $30 at the car wash to just get the mud off. Not clean it, just yeah. to get the mud off. Oh, and one of the gripes I have about, yeah, about, about the Ford is the wheels mm. because they, they're very aerodynamic, right? So they have a lot of aluminum on the outside. Well, what happened is all the mud goes up inside the wheel and, and cakes on the inside of the rim and it throws the balance off on the tires. Yeah, so you get that right? kind of that, that, that wiggle in the steering wheel. Yeah, and then when we got back to civilization, I was trying to wash it off. Couldn't do it. It was impossible you can't because of the way the here. wheel is made for aerodynamics. It is virtually impossible to get the mud. And so we're driving around, you know, like this because we can't get the mud out of He's making the handshaking sign. Yeah, so Ford needs to look at that. Or don't drive in mud. Or, yeah, stay on the pavement. (laughs) Stay on the pavement, yeah. Now, me and you drove the Lightning. Uh, We took turns, and the uh, boys drove the chase truck. So um, let's talk about what happened when we get to Coldfoot. So we get to Coldfoot. Let me describe Coldfoot. It's uh, a truck stop. There's a restaurant, uh, and then there's like a big double wide, uh, a long, uh, I guess it's a hotel. Trailer house. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and it's, everything's modular. Yeah, it's modular. Right. It's, it's built on stilts. Because you're on tundra, so you don't yeah. want it to like sink into the ground yeah. when it heats up. Uh, and uh, it's expensive. It's Very. $250 for, I would say, the grossest hotel room <laughs> I've been in. In the last 10 years, except when I was up there with Tommy. Let's put it this way. Our wives would have turned around and oh, said, yeah. Oh, yeah. let's go home. Yeah, imagine like the smell of chemicals, camouflaging the smell of human sweat, camouflaging dog poo, camouflaging mold, camouflaging, yeah. you know. But I was lucky because I claimed the camper. Yeah, you were in the thank camper. Thank you, four-wheel camper. Yeah, thank you, four-wheel camper. <laughs> I didn't have to sleep in that. So we roll into town because this is where we have to start talking about time. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we roll into town. It probably took us... Because we had a charge, we had to go slow. So what we did was, after we got to Camp Yukon, we figured out that we're not going to make it if we're driving the normal speed. Right. So I was like, okay, i got to slow down. And I slowed down too much. I slowed down to 35. Yeah. And that adds probably another hour or two. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, turned off the HVAC. And then we roll into cold foot with, like, you know, 1% left. 
and they, now we got a dead battery, and we have another 250 miles to go, and no DC. And they're su- shutting down the kitchen and it's finding midnight. somebody, some finding somebody that knows where to charge because we had already made contact with the with the people there. Yeah, but they weren't there, or they didn't care. And and, and and they said, yeah, you can you can plug in, yeah. uh, but finding that person was difficult. By the time we found that person, they were super nice, opened up the garage. So, so let me tell a story. So okay. we find this guy who's got the key to the shed, yep. which is the maintenance building. Yep, the welding shed. And we find his girlfriend, and she's like, yeah, he's taking a shower. I'm like, well, could you please get him? Right. So 45 minutes later, now it's like midnight. I'm like, that's a long shower. Yeah. <laughs> but he finally comes strolling out, and he was clean. Well, yeah. <laughs> he smelled good, <laughs> so he had taken a shower. So he comes strolling out, unlike us. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm so like nervous about this point because I'm like, sure. we are. If we have to charge at this point off the hybrid, it's going to be 20 hours. Yeah, to, to fill up. We'll the, lose a whole day. We'll lose a whole day, right? And we had we had reservations, and we had you know we have a schedule we have to keep because eventually we have to ship the trucks back. Right. Uh, and there's a boat waiting for him. So um, I'm super nervous. You're you're all chill. Uh, the guy goes in the shed and throws out this uh, extension cord with a box with like a typical triple plug, right? And I was over the moon. I'm like, ha, yeah, we got a welder. Yeah. And you're like, you were, I think you were like in the bathroom or something. And I'm like so no, excited. I was, I was, I was there about that time, but I looked you, at it. You come it. strolling down, you look at it, and you're like, no, no. No. We don't have an adapter for that. I'm sorry, Roman. No I'm like, adapter. I'm like, we got five adapters, David. Any one of these. This is an old three-prong, probably a, a welder. You know, they probably wheel a welder out of the garage to fix trucks or whatever. So it's a 50 amp. I'm over the moon, but we have yeah. no way to plug into it. Yeah. So we asked the guy, do you have something else? Yep. He took us in the barn, and there was a 30 amp uh, with a three. Like a, like a dryer plug. A dryer, an old yeah. dryer, which is a three-prong. And we, we okay. had brought along uh, an extension cord. I think a 50 yeah. foot extension cord. We have plenty of extension cord. Yeah, so we, we, I'm like, okay, we roll it out. And now we have two chargers in the truck. We have the four charger. Yep. And we have the, that's a 30 amp. We have the 40 amp, 40 amp. that we bought. And the one that we bought actually tells you on the screen how many amps you're pulling. Yeah. Um, and the Ford, um, this is another, another gripe I have with the truck. It doesn't give you a lot of information. It doesn't like give you no enough inf- compared to a Tesla. It's like it's it's right. nothing. It doesn't tell you how much energy you're burning. No. Nope. It doesn't tell you you know by segments. So the only way that you can figure out how long it takes is you plug it in. There's a little circle that lights up, and then there's, I think five segments on the circle next to the plug-in, and that starts blinking blue. Yep. Unless you get the red circle of death, which means it's not charging. But anyway, it starts blinking blue. Uh, and then you have to open the door in the truck. And then there's this whole graphic that plays, right? Yeah. Uh, you have and then, to wait for all that to go through. Uh, uh, and the, the first time you do it, it's kind of cool. The 80th time, you're like, oh, come on. Yeah, just and show me. Just show, And then it shows you how long until the charge yep. that you want. Yep. And if you want to see the percentage in the battery, you have to actually start it up, go in the infotainment screen, choose the truck, choose settings, choose charge. So that's three things you got to get to to give you the, the percentage of battery that, yeah. that, that is there. Yeah. So we plug it in, and uh, I was bummed because it said like 20 hours. Yeah. Because it's a 30 amp, right? Yeah, it's a 30 amp. And, but I'm like, I'm exhausted at this point. And by the way, if you're wondering why I wasn't on the first part of the trip, I was in Korea. So I got invited. And if you watch all TFL, which is where we keep all of our content in one place, you know that I was in Korea. So I basically flew in from Korea. To just, Fairbanks. Yeah, to, to do this. So that's yeah. why I wasn't on the first part. Yeah. Uh, and so at this point, I'm exhausted. You yeah. know, I'm still on Korean time, which is like eight hours ahead and two days back or something. I, you know, my, my, So I just I just wanted to go to the hotel room yeah. and, and fall asleep. So you did. I did. And then luckily you, uh, well, I was, I you was, saved the day. Yeah, you I mean, tell the story. Now. I was a little unsure about yeah. you know everything. So I sat in the, in the driver's seat. You know, it's mid, midnight. 
And about 10 minutes later, it clicks off, right? And we blew the breaker. So I go in the shop, look all around, find the breaker box. Uh, and I'm glad they, I mean, these are super nice people up there, right? Uh, very trusting. And uh, we flip the breaker, 10 minutes later, flips it again. 10 minutes later, it flips it again. So I'm thinking, okay, you, what do I do? Did you hear do it? I, did you know it would go off? How'd you know it went off? Well, I was, I, I was, I you didn't want to go to sleep. I didn't go to sleep. You were in the truck. I sat in the truck. Oh, you I was, were. yeah, oh. I, I wasn't about to go to sleep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, thank you. So, yeah. So I sat there just watching it. About after the fourth time, I said, this ain't working. Well, right? it wasn't, yeah. And, and I had, what are my options? Like, I don't have an adapter for the other one. So, so the reason I should say it was flipping it is because we have the 40 amp charger. Right, so we could have gone yes. to the 30 amp, and it no, that was the 30 amp. Oh, it was blowing the 30 amp. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was blowing the 30 amp. Okay. Okay, and I think I don't know if it's because it's so much cord or what, but it's blowing the 30 amp. So I, I, you know, I didn't want to wake you up. Plus, if I woke you up, what what are you going to do, right? So I figured I got to figure. I go back to sleep because yeah, <laughs> being stressed. Right. So I got to figure this out on my own because I mean we have to charge. Yeah. We we have no, I mean we just have to. So I, and I'm going to tell you guys, I don't want to tell you this, but because there's some electricians that are going to roast me, okay? But it's the only option I have. We had a 30 amp plug that had a different configuration uh, that would not fit in that uh, plug that they had for us. So I got out my, I brought my toolbox, I got out my grinder, and I ground down some of the posts the round one, the, the ground, I, I ground it to round, and then I took the two uh, live posts, the, you know, you got two, 120, 120, and they were at an angle, and I had to make them into straight, and I had to grind this one down because it has to be skinnier. So I bent them straight, I ground this one down, and I, and I thought, and it's raining, and it's 39 degrees outside, <laughs> and it's one o'clock in the morning, okay? <laughs> and I reluctantly plug it in, and voila, it worked. <laughs> the okay? skies open up. And the skies open up, but and I start charging at 38 amps, yeah. right? And I just hallelujah. And uh, but I went and sat in the seat for a little longer and just watched, you know. And it worked. It worked great. So I finally went to sleep. Went in the back of the truck, got to sleep, and I woke up. You know, I wake up just because I was worried, and I'd look, and it was still charging. So all was good, but yeah, but it said like fifty percent the next day. But yeah, it wasn't going to be full charge until two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's horrible. And and you know the good news is there wasn't an electrical inspector within let's say two hundred miles. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? maybe two hundred fifty miles. And it's raining. I'm not going to burn anything down, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to catch the forest on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's raining hard. Right. And let's 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 talk about raining because okay, you know, we when we started this. We said you bought all this stuff so we could like cook and grill and camp. So in, in my mind, when you bought all this, I was like, we'll sit around the tailgate, we'll get a campfire, yeah, and we'll just enjoy you know a lovely yeah. evening telling stories and you know none right. of that happens for two reasons because there's two there's two weather conditions <laughs> up there. Well, one's not a weather, but I call it a weather. Oh. So it's raining or it's mosquitoes. Right. Yeah. One or the other, or sometimes both. Either one was unpleasant to cook outside in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are billions of mosquitoes, and they right. would, the second you open the door, uh, they would just inundate the truck yeah. and inundate you, so that you would, you know, run indoors screaming. Oh, and this brings me to a point. I was. I know some people probably interested in the camper. 
Uh, so the tailgate has, you know, it's it's not a slide in. It has the openings in the tailgate. And you're probably wondering, well, the mosquitoes find their way through those little ends of dust. Yeah, the dust does a little bit, but the mosquitoes don't. I never had a problem with mosquitoes in the camper with the Project M. We did have problems with mosquitoes in the cab, though. <laughs> we were right, every time we opened the door. <laughs> we, yeah. We spent the next two hours killing mosquitoes. Right, right. Uh, so, so there was not a lot of that romantic sitting by the campfire uh, listen to you know yeah in the wilderness of Alaska no no it like was, we had it was, hoped it was either cold and when you say raining it's also like in the 50s up there we wore a jacket every day yeah yeah and it's cold and it's yeah. mosquito as, as you guys are all sweltering in the heat down and, here we were enjoying the yeah. cool and then you're you know once again I said it's a truck stop so there's a bunch of trucks lined up that are of course idling because that's what truckers do yeah yeah and yeah this is not a pleasant <laughs> right but I still slept good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so uh, the problem once again is when you know when we have a schedule and you have to charge till three, it pushes you into the next day very quickly, right? Yeah. So we we gave up. I think at ninety percent. We did. Yeah, yep. we did because I was like, I can't, I can't sit here any longer. No. Uh, and we, yeah. And let's we, get going. Let's, uh, and the nice part is we knew it was a little shorter to get to Dead Horse from Coldfoot heading north, and we knew that once we got above Edigan Pass. Uh, the trees go away, and then it's kind of a rolling downhill yeah. into uh, Dead Horse. The big plain of Prudhoe Bay. Bay. Yeah, yeah. So, which is very flat. Yeah. So we hit the road. I kept it. You kept it in the forty-mile zone. Yep. And we used as much one-foot braking. And let me describe what that is. Basically, when you drive with one foot, every time you let off the accelerator, you get region, which is like hitting the brake. Yeah. So if you do it enough and long enough you learn that it can be smooth and you can regen but you'll never put more energy into the truck you'll just not use energy so basically if you're at the top of that again and let's say you're at 50 percent by the bottom you'll still be at 50 but you'll now have driven like 10 miles for free yeah it'd be like free we we regened probably 80 percent of what we use going up 70 to 80 percent i'm guessing and that's a steep up yeah yeah that was that was pretty uh right terrifying because i was like i was watching and i thought we're never going to make this 240 miles yeah and then miraculously when we got to the top it was a really great downhill section oh yeah and it was nice and straight downhill because you're following the river right prudhoe bay is like this big plain of sediment that you know occurred you know millions of years ago or whatever and it's just this nice gradual flat yeah, and so think about this. You're at 6,000 about at top of Attigan, and Prudhoe, Dead Horse, same thing. It's just yeah, just two different names. So, so hypermiling, I mean, we went 240 miles yeah, yeah. on 90%. On 90%. And made it. And made it, yeah. And with with 2 or 3% left? Something like that. It was, yeah. it was very little percentage. Yeah, but uh, we pulled into Prudhoe Bay, into Dead Horse at... Uh, 11? Yeah, so so it was terrifying because we're like, we're going from 6,000 to sea level, but that meant that on the way back, yeah, <laughs> we had to go from sea yeah. level to 6,000. Right. Uh, and then you never go back down to sea level. You maybe, I think, I think Coldfoot's like a 2,000 or 3,000 right. feet above sea level. Right. And it, it's incredible, like, how attuned you become to that's another big difference, right? You become attuned to how much energy you use. Yep. Your, your eyes are glued right on that little, like, how many miles am I getting yeah. per kilowatt? Right. You were, and you're trying to hypermile it in any way you can. Yeah. Now the speed limit is 50, yeah. and we were most of the time we were going 45, 43. We set it at 43, which, yeah. you know, there's hardly anybody up there, so you know, very few people passed us. 
so it wasn't a danger thing. But, you know, it takes a while to get somewhere at that speed. So let me put this into perspective for you guys. Um, when uh, Tommy and I did it the first time, so me and Tommy had been up there, right? We did a series maybe now eight years ago called Motor Mountain USA where we drove a Jeep Wrangler to the 50 highest points in all 50 states, right? Mm, cool. And luckily, uh, Tommy and I got to do the Alaska part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we drove the first day to Coldfoot and, you know, Stayed, in stayed the... at that horrible, horrible hotel <laughs> right. and paid a lot of Too money much. for, yeah. you know, like 30 bucks for a, a buffet that is worth maybe five. I'm being, you know, but once again, you're up there and they're like, it's pay the it or don't. It's the only game in town, yeah, right? Yeah, charge whatever And you're want. glad it's there. Yeah, and gas, really was, actually gas wasn't that much. I think no. it was like 6 50, 50 up there. yeah. And then yeah. We, we got expensive when we got the dead horse. Yeah, eight something. Eight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we decided to drive to, because we had to go to the top of Attigan Pass, right? That's the highest point in Alaska you can drive to. You can't drive up Denali. It's it's much taller, 17,000. Right. So, and then we got there, we're like, you know, we're here, let's go to dead horse. So we drove to Dead Horse and we got there. This is once again the journey, not the destination, because yeah. Dead Horse is not a pretty town. No. And we said, you know, screw this. It's light. Let's just drive the all caribou, the way back. That's the most exciting most, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like all the caribou, they were kind of going between all the oil field equipment. Yeah. So, so the journey that took us four days, we did in two. Right, that one day we drove 250 to Dead Horse and then just turned right around uh-huh. and drove back to Fairbanks. It got back to Fairbanks at like two in the morning. Um, and so we drove 750 miles. There's yeah. no way you're doing that yeah. in an in a electric vehicle up there. No. Not, and even if you had fast charging, you're not going to yeah. do that. No. So let's, you did some math. So let's yeah. talk about that. Let, let, let's talk about what kind of math you did. What, what did you figure well, out? Well, first of all, we want to thank the people that let us charge because we charged for free at Dead Horse, right? Yes. Yeah, we bought two, two rooms uh, and we ate there, but they let us plug in for free. Really, this, and this, you'll see this in the video series. This, journey would have not been possible without the kindness of strangers. Yes, right. And, and the Hillcorp people were great. Yep. Uh, what was the guy who let us charge for free up there? So it was Greg. Greg, Greg. Greg thank you, Greg. So Greg, yeah, he, w- he worked for a construction company up there that was, you know, a supplier for equipment. So let me, let me finish this part of the story, okay. then you tell us about what okay. Matthew did. Sure. So we get up to Dead Horse the second day at midnight, and even though it's light out, it looks like, you know, middle of the afternoon, everybody's asleep. Oh, yeah, we, town is dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we're like looking, we couldn't find the charger. So we're exhausted at this point. We're trying to find the, the it wasn't a charger. It was just a, it was just an outlet on the side of a wall on a warehouse, basically. Yes. And, you know, luckily a security, we're like, we're driving around. It's all private property, right? Because it's all corporate. Yeah, right. And we're like probably on private property. And this security guy rolls by and he's like, what are you guys doing here? And I'm like, we're looking for <laughs> yeah. an outlet. And he goes, aren't you uh, TFL? And I'm like, yeah. And then he was like, oh, I watch your videos. And there's a lot of truck A guys. lot of that happened. A lot of that up there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of truck guys. Alaska yeah. has a lot of truck. Yeah. Oddly, it's all Fords up there. Well, no, there's a lot of GMs. But no, no. And oh, and Dead, yeah. Dead Horse, yeah, a lot Ford. of Fords there. And then you get yeah. to like Anchorage. Heavy duties. Yeah, and you get to Anchorage and it's all GM. Yeah. It's really odd. Yeah, that town is full of heavy, heavy duties. Yeah, for that's sure. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I think. I would have too. Yeah, right. Anyway, so so he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, because we're charging at uh, uh, was it Greg? Was that his name? Uh, Greg was the con- uh, yeah. on the construct yeah, ran yeah. the construction. Yeah, so he shows. Oh, I know these guys have moved. So he takes us to the warehouse, and lo, lo and behold, uh, there's basically the dryer plug out there. Uh, it, it was more than that. It was a 50 amp. It was a 50 it's amp. It's a four. It's a NEMA. It's called a NEMA 1450. Okay. Okay. And and 14 is the NEMA means it's it has to do with the shape, right? And the 14 and then 50 means it's a 50 amp. So and we have the 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 normal plug-in for the EV chargers 
uh, that Ford gives you, and the one we had are a NEMA 1450. And he's got that on the wall. So we plug in, we pull in, we plug in. I climb in the back, you know, I know we're not gonna have any trouble there. And it charged all night. You guys went to your room. Yep. And But there again, it wasn't gonna be full until two or three o'clock the next day. Yeah, once again, midnight, now we're charging 17 hours, something but like that. But luckily, we, <coughs> we had already booked a little sightseeing tour. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. let's, before we get okay. to the sightseeing tour, oh, okay. tell, tell, me so, what, tell me what kind of math you did. All right, so, yeah, we charged for free and, and, and Dead Horse too, right? So thank, Well, we cost us a few t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, TFL so t-shirts. So, you know, I, I, I've been kind of, you know, dissing the cold foot, but the, they were very nice. Yeah, they, they were. Gave us very nice. The people. food was wasn't bad. Yeah, the was, food the food was okay. The yeah. hotel was, uh, but the people were incredible. Very so, nice. So thank you for letting us charge. Yeah. And oh thank, yeah. And thank you for letting us charge for free in Dead Horse as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and then we had to charge for free again. So so from let's say from Fairbanks to Deadfoot back to Fairbanks is is a thousand miles. Yep. Okay. So it cost us nothing, but. If we did have to pay for it at the rate that you would normally pay at a fast charger, which is like which what? 30, I mean, we paid as much as 60 cents one time, but let's say it averages 30, 33 cents a, a kilowatt. kilowatt hour. Yeah. We would have, it would have cost us somewhere around 150 to $160. To make that round trip. To make that round trip, a thousand miles. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to see what if I had taken the, the little Duramax, the three liter Duramax with the same camper on it. If you were hypermiling that, I'm going to guess you would get around 30 miles to the gallon. Yeah, because fair. yeah, because yeah. for I mean, it's not going to have much wind load, and it's probably going to and it has a 22 gallon tank. Okay. Uh, it'll go 660 miles, so it wouldn't go the whole way. You wouldn't be able to go all the way up and back. You'd have to fill up. up. Uh, if we average the fuel cost, it would have been about 220 dollars. So a little bit more expensive. So yeah, so maybe 50, $40, $50 more expensive, okay, but, to but, take the little Duramax. But let's say you're charging an average of 15 hours, we had to do it three times, but 44, 45 hours less. Of less of charging. charging yeah. So let's say I took my old pickup, right, okay? Yeah. Yeah, my 92 GMC that gets, on a good day, gets 13 miles to the gallon. It would have cost me $500 in fuel wow. to drive all the way up there. If I take my Cummins, yeah. Uh, which gets pretty decent mileage, especially at that speed, it would have probably been about $325. Okay. So, you know, we sp it's anywhere from uh, $50 to three $350 more to drive from Fairbanks back to Fairbanks on a thousand mile trip up there, okay? Yeah, so that's the economics of it. Yeah. But the real cost, of course, is time. Is time? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if yeah, we figured out our time, we're sitting there twiddling our thumbs and. But hold on. All right. Having said that, okay, it's not that simple, because what happened when we got back to uh, Camp Yukon or Yukon Camp on the way back? Ah, on? yes. Tell them what happened there. So, well, luckily we had the hybrid along, and it has an incredible range. Yes. Okay. It it can go like under those conditions, maybe seven hundred miles. Yeah, which is really okay. Good. Yeah. So we didn't have a fuel problem, right. but. When we got to Yukon, they were out of gas. <laughs> there was a line of like 15 there were, motorcycles, five Not hands. only there was a line of motorcycles, there was a guy who had been there since last night. <laughs> yeah, he had just driven up. <laughs> waiting for fuel. <laughs> Which I get the motorcycles because most motorcycles, you know, have a range of like 200, maybe 250 yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah. But the guy, why he didn't fill up in Fairbanks? 
Right. Because they say if you're going to take the Dalton Highway, you need two spare tires, you need a radio, yeah. and you need a full tank of gas. Yeah. Why you didn't fill up in Fairbanks, I have no clue. Yeah. So so it was fun to watch as we were charging. <laughs> they were waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we were we, both waiting. And we got in the camper, and we were, you know, eating in the back of the camper to get out of the mosquitoes. We were just watching them line up, and it takes forever to fuel up up there. Oh, yeah, because you got one pump. And, right. And there were, like, 30 vehicles. And you have to pay before you, the next person oh, can yeah. use it. So yeah. the line took forever for everybody to filter yeah. through there. <laughs> it's not like you throw your credit card in the pump. No. Right? You, you go to the restaurant. Right. They take your credit card. You pay. You pay. And then you go pump. Right. And then you go move your vehicle and the next one can pull up. Yeah. So uh, it was so, a little comical so, to watch. So it was funny because we were the ones, you know, who were like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. There were probably some turn. people making fun of us. We have one truck plugged into the other charging right there. But they're in a line of traffic trying to get fueled up. So. So, you know, I like, I, I like to say, you know. Irony, I call it Irony. People look at this and they'll ask the question, well, why'd you do it? Well, we did it, like, why do people count, you know, climb Everest? Because yeah. we want to be the first to drive an electric yeah. truck that far. People have driven Teslas up there. Sure. So yeah. um, that's not, you know, a big deal. Uh, so we didn't, we're not the first. But we were the first to do a truck. Uh, and a Tesla would have had much better um, range because it would have sure. had much better aerodynamics. Yeah, and of course. You know, much better efficiency. Uh, now, speaking of that, there there but is a rally the, the, going up there. The, yeah, but the point you, I think you were trying to make is, yeah. you know, we weren't trying to prove anything. No, we were trying. To prove we were it. just we're we're informing you about what it takes to you know if you were to buy a truck like this, what what it can and can't do, right? How you would want to use it, the proper way to use it. You know, you wouldn't want to use your Lightning to do long camping trips. No. No. It, I mean, that's just you know intuitive, right? But it's fun to watch somebody trying to do this, right? Yeah, it was yeah. very fun to do yeah. this. You know, I watch the videos and uh, people are saying, hey, you're trying, you know, we do an electric car or truck video. People are like, you're promoting EVs. No, we're not promoting EVs. No. We're just no. trying to figure out, you know, we're, we're kind of living in a really cool time from when we're going, you know, like the last time this happened, we went from horse and buggy to, yeah. to the Model T, right? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're living through that time again. Yeah. And so, you know, we're at electric truck 1.0 versus internal combustion yeah. engine truck 20.0 or whatever it yeah. is, right? And so it's really interesting to be able to be the first to do something. And, and what I really learned from this is how comfortable, I mean, because my diesel trucks, yeah, they're loud. They, you know, it just, you got to listen to the engine for hours and hours at a time. I mean, there's, it is so quiet. So quiet. And torquey. Oh, yeah. And when you go up a hill, you know, like when you're driving your, your you know, 454 like I have, or even, you know, your, your diesel truck, you know what your max limit is when you go to pass somebody. You know that there's there's a point where, where you're going to, you know, not going to be able to gain any more speed going up a hill. With the lightning, it feels endless. I mean, you can, you're around somebody in a heartbeat. Even with 8,000 pounds with the camper and all our gear. I mean, it's just incredible. And you do it so quiet. It's, it's just a funny, unique sensation. Yeah, pe people may look at us and think, you know, it's no fun doing what you're doing because you're, you know, you're stressed out. You're spending a lot of time just doing nothing, which is true. Yeah. Uh, you're, uh, you know, like riding a bicycle. You're watching every hill and just, you know, completely yeah. like uh, demoralized when you see the next one that happened to right. us on the way down. Right. Uh, but also I would say that, you know, in struggle, there is reward. 
right? And so if you were just to drive it in a regular vehicle without having any concern for range, it would get boring, right? I mean, there's once right. you get once you get past Anakin Pass, there's nothing to see. Yeah. It's all tundra. Right. This is at least you know entertaining, kind of a video game way. Would you want to do it with your wife on vacation? No, probably not. No, no. but you know, to be the first to do it, hell yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. And, and we and we learned a lot about charging times, uh, depending on what you know outlet. I mean, we didn't know any of this before, right? No, we didn't know it's what a, a dryer, how a dryer outlet compared to a range outlet compared to a welder's outlet, how long they took. We didn't know it, you know, the hybrid, how long that took. We learned all that while we were doing it. Now, I asked you this question and I'm going to ask you it again. You know, we did a video where we uh, took two trucks, a gas truck and the lightning and we towed with it. Uh, and uh, the Lightning was able to barely do 100 miles of towing a 6,000-pound trailer, right? right? right. Uh, and that video got passed around on conservative media. Uh, Breitbart picked it up, and yep. it got a lot of views. And basically, sure. people used that video to say electric vehicles suck. That, that I'm just yeah, which is which is you know uh, certainly something I can see why you would say that. Yeah. Uh, so why do you think uh, conservatives especially hate electric vehicles so much? What What is it about them that makes them, like, it's become like a yeah. political flashpoint like masks now. Yeah, I mean, you read the comments and you, you realize how hot of a topic this is. Yeah. And um, I, th I think it's mainly because it's being mandated in, in places, you know, like California. And you want it to happen naturally. You, uh, it, naturally, people will find out that electric vehicles, they'll have their place. I mean, a plumber an electrician, uh, a salesman, uh, car parts delivery, they will find the electric truck a perfect place to use it, right? It'll, it's quiet, it, it'll plug in at night, it'll, it'll save you money, it, it's simple. There's no maintenance for the There's no fun. maintenance. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got a frunk, you can if, store if your tools. If we could just naturally do this, this transition yeah. without politicians being involved in it, Gotcha. It, it, it wouldn't be such a hot topic, yeah. but but the politicians are what make it such a hot topic, and it's unfortunate. Hmm. I real I, I they just need to let it happen natural, and it will right because I mean I found out how fun it is to drive an electric truck. I mean it's cool. I mean it's fast. Not that I'd have to go fast, but. And you I mean, let's keep in mind, you love old Cummins diesels. So I do. You're not exactly. No. You're not I like 454s. I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're not I like exactly, old iron. Yeah, you're not the first guy who's going to go into the Ford dealership and buy. No, no, but I could see myself having the, the Lightning Pro and let's say as a handyman, uh, which I did a lot of that in my days. It's the perfect truck for that, right? You plug it in at night. It has 1,700 pounds of payload or whatever. You can put a lot of tools in it. Um, you never go to the gas station. And speak, speaking of the pro, uh, the guys at Hillcorp are really uh, wonderful up there. They're the ones who run the uh, um, oil fields, right? Yeah. They do a lot of the running. And this is something I, I had no clue about. So anyway, let me finish one thought before I get to another. Uh, they invited us back because they said they've got four pros coming. Yeah. And they want to try them in the middle of winter in Dead Horse where yeah. it gets 40 below. Yeah. And that truck only has 240 miles of range. So I said I would come back there and do a story, a video on what yeah. it's like to have a lightning at 40 below at the furthest northernmost point in the U.S. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. But so here's what I didn't know. So yeah. um, anywhere from like 85 to 95% of Alaska's budget comes from oil. Oil. And, and yeah. that oil all comes from up there. That's yeah. the biggest. But. Right. I didn't know this. Apparently, the oil comes out as a milkshake, so it's not like you know, not, not like Beverly Hillbillies where this yeah. black stuff comes shooting out. Right. It's a milkshake, and they skim off five percent of it, yeah. which is the oil, and then they're stuck with a lot of other things, 
including a giant collection of natural gas. Right. And they have no way to get that natural gas, and probably enough to power the U.S. for a while, yeah. to the lower 48. Right. right. You can't run it down the oil pipeline, and you could potentially ship it by barge or boat, but that... Too expensive. The sea also freezes like yeah. eight months of the year. Right. So they pump it back into the ground. To store it to store for later. It and to pressurize it, because they don't pump the oil out. It just kind of comes out on its own. Yeah. And I thought, it pressurizes the ground so that the, the oil will naturally yeah. come to the surface. I thought that was fascinating. It is fascinating. And they use the excess to power their generators. So everything's powered by natural gas up there. And the other thing that was fascinating was just how, like, in sync that it's, – it's, look, it's a giant oil field with a ton of machinery, pipes going everywhere. Right. But – you you see all this like industrial like imagine like an industrial movie with you know these like uh, factories full right. of pipes but then right next to it are like ma- mama and baby birds ducks Carib- the, the caribous walking around birthing their young yeah. right there you know and living in harmony yeah like the two are just completely right. like like they, you would think that this would be like an industrial wasteland but it's not no it's like it's they, they've gone to a large extent to actually maintain the balance with nature, yeah. and nature is doing quite well up there. It, 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 it was fascinating to see, and it's huge. It's 40 miles by 30 miles, the oil field, right? Massive, and they have to build these gravel roads, you know, to, it's like a big swamp, but it's 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 all gravel and grass. And you can't, is you, what it, and you gotta build the buildings on top of still, yeah. because if you put them on the permafrost, They'll actually get too hot yeah, and sink, right. sink into the permafrost. Yeah, the so, whole thing is fascinating. And so everything feels very like temporary. Uh huh. You know, yeah. because it's it's there to, to be moved. Yeah. It's not there forever. Uh, and then uh, one of the cool things we got to do is, and this is you have to sign up ahead of time, is we actually had to go into like a secure area to hit the uh, ocean, the Arctic Ocean. Uh, yeah. Because there is a lake there when you get there, but that's not the ocean. No. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, going to the ocean is kind of anticlimactic because it's you know. Yeah, just it's an ocean. It's an ocean. It, yeah, and it's surrounded by other, yeah, banks of gravel. I mean, gravel everywhere. It's yeah. just this one big gravel pit, basically. A lot of gravel. Yeah. A lot of gravel. A lot of caribou. A lot of gravel. And, and grass. A lot of grass, gravel, caribou, and pipe. Yeah, yeah. it's it's and fascinating. Heavy duties. <laughs> but apparently, and this is interesting too. In these times, I mean, I'm not you're not going to make any political statements, but they're they're at like 15 percent capacity right now. They're hard. Normally, there's 10,000 people that are up there at any one time. And they're like 1,200 only. Yeah, 1,200, 2,000 people. They're not pumping any oil. Yeah, yeah. it's only it's only a fraction of what it's capable it's, of. And yeah. we asked the people why they did that. They said uh, the Biden administration canceled a lot. I don't want to get political, but this is yeah. what they said. Yeah. They said the Biden administration canceled a lot of leases. Right. And, you know, they're not willing to invest in the infrastructure when they're not sure what. And, and that, to me, makes sense. I don't know what the politics of that are, but I do know that people in Alaska get... You know, royalty from royalty it. from yeah. it, yeah, and they're pumping a fraction of what they could. Yeah, in fact, they they have to have a certain amount of oil go down the pipeline, even for it to work. Yeah, right. The pumps won't work unless there's a certain amount. So they're at that minimum amount right which, now. Which to me seems counterintuitive because right now oil is very expensive. Yeah, it's just like weird. It's, it, it, like Times we, are weird. We, yeah, we hit like a, a barrel per whatever per barrel at, at the highest price ever. Yeah, and these guys aren't really pumping much. So yeah. Anyway, you know, that, that's what we did learn up there. But yeah, 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 let's just get back to electric vehicles. So to me, um, you know, I used to live in Prague, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, 
I used to help people relocate. I would find them apartments. And I noticed that the people who made themselves miserable in Prague were the people who would start comparing uh, the Czech Republic to America. So these were mainly American expats, right? So there were a lot of things you couldn't get in the, in the Czech Republic, including like Diet Coke. So hmm. they would always compare, well, at home, I could go to the store 24-7, and here they close at 5 or on the weekends. Right. And so I would always tell them, like, it's not better, it's not worse, it's just different. Yeah. And I think that's, to me, a good way to look at electric, electric vehicles. vehicles. yeah. I don't think they're better. I don't think they're worse. No. They're just different. To me, uh, a gas vehicle is kind of right brain, right? And and it's like your heart. You're yeah. thinking with your emotions, right? Yeah. You got that sound. You got the smell. You've got the, you know, the, 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 the gasoline running through your veins, right? You can supercharge. You can turbocharge it. You can do a lot of stuff to it uh, that you can do yourself. And that's very satisfying and very gratifying. Uh, and, uh, you know, it becomes like this thing you become very attached to sure. because it's almost alive, right? Yeah. The, 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 the engine, especially like on a Harley, right? You got that almost that heartbeat, like, yeah. right? That's, it almost feels like it's alive. Um, and, and, and I feel that way about, you know, my diesel truck. Yeah. I can hook up my trailer. I can go for miles and miles. It chugs along with, you know, very few issues um, because it doesn't have depth. Um, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think we'll have to beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was beeped out. Thank right. God. <laughs> but I can see, I can see myself having an electric, and I can see people uh, playing around with electric uh, cars in, so, the, in the future, making them fast, making yeah, them yeah. So, so you know, just like they do now with gas cars. Electric vehicles are like left brain, right? They're like a computer game or the computer. Right. So uh, they're much more analytical, right? We just spent an hour talking about numbers. Right. So if you love that kind of analytical approach to vehicles. And, and they're also tunable to some extent, right? But the way you tune them is with the laptop. So it's not like you don't have gas running through your veins. Maybe you have electrons running through your veins. I don't yeah. know. But there is also a passion that people get for gaming yeah. and for computers and for yeah. everything technological. And so it's much colder. It's much more analytical. It's But it's it's not worse or better. It's just different. different. Yeah. yeah. It's just different. Yeah. And, and I can enjoy both. Yeah. You know, we just sold the TRX, which is a perfect example to buy the Lightning. Mm -hmm. I love that TRX. There's no better truck. There is no better truck than the TRX right now yeah. just for pure excitement of driving. Right. The, right? the joy yeah, the, the, of the... When, you, when yeah. you start that thing up and you hear that 6.2-liter yeah. Hemi... It does everything yeah. except good good fuel oh, mileage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It yeah, does but, everything. But I don't, I don't love the Lightning any less. You know, no. the lightning, I, I also love the lightning for a completely different reason, right? Yeah. To me, it's like, it's like, it's quiet, quiet. And while the, you know, the, 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 the TRX is passionate and I'm involved, yeah. passion can get old after a while. Yeah. It gets stressful, right? Yeah. Have you ever had one of those like operatic relationships with your past girlfriend where you're always arguing, right? It's, it's great when you make up, but it sucks when, yeah. when you're not. <laughs> and that's, that, that, that's kind of, you know, that to me is like a gas truck. It, it, when it doesn't run or, yeah. or it does, you know, it becomes frustrating, yeah. but when it works, it's incredible. Uh, the lightning, you know, that is much more of a chill, right? It's much more oh, like yeah. you have a stressful day, you get in the oh. thing and it's, it's got a super comfortable ride yeah. and you just kind of glide down the road. Four wheel independent suspension. So it sucked up the Dalton highway. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I mean, like no other, I can't imagine anything, uh, you know, maybe the old Hummers or whatever that had independent, four-wheel independent suspension, possibly, but it it was so smooth over the craziest of road, the frost heaves, you know? I mean, you'd hit this frost heave and you'd go, whoosh, and it would just kind of like float. It was like my dad's old Eldorado. It had yeah. that old American yeah. luxury car ride. But we were at 8,000 pounds. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a very different beast. Yeah. But uh, if you hate electric vehicles because they represent, you know, like the death of freedom for you, yeah. which I completely get, I would just say drive one before you yeah, drive before one. you before you completely like go and you know completely turn your you yeah. know, head against it or your heart against yeah. it. I mean, the only the only knock right. I could see in the future is 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 the grid going to handle the if we just inserted all these electrical vehicles into the grid right now can it handle it that's the real question so when the model t came out there were no gas stations no there wasn't and, and people figured it out yeah so it'll take time but it, it will it'll it'll happen eventually you know, and, and i, I hope but, that both forms stick around a long time yeah. you know but, uh, I, I i i hope that like you say i hope the politicians don't you know jam this down people's throats yeah. i think that if people you know naturally and and the interesting thing was that you know a lot of those guys up there working in the oil field these these are not like you know tree hugging liberals right no not at all <laughs> right these yeah. these are super duty driving uh, uh, you know hunters yeah. you know who fly up you know yeah. do a hard day's work and then you know go very home. interesting yeah. we yeah. found we found out when we were driving across the country the same thing yeah. a kid in a in a gen 2 uh, cummins drove up and was asking questions he was so intrigued by the truck yeah. You know, so I think so many people are intrigued by it, and it's not just this one segment of, you know, people who are just environmentally friendly. It's everybody, right? I mean, it's a cool truck. So, so you know, for me, if I wanted a truck that I needed to cross country, or if I wanted a truck that I needed to tow, I, I you know, we have a Ram twenty five hundred Cummins. I yeah. love that truck. I would go for that truck. I would grab the keys to that any day. Yeah. Right. But driving it around Boulder or Denver or where we live, I'll take the Lightning. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So, so it's like the right tool for the right job. Yeah. And That's just true. because you know, uh, the, the Cummins is not great at around town doesn't make it a a a, 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 a crap truck. The same way the Lightning, which sucks at towing right now, doesn't make it a crap truck either, right? right. They're, they're just they're just very different yeah, animals, for a different, different purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we stretched the the envelope on the use of Lightning, yeah. and we ran into trouble. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, I mean, we ran into we made it work, but you couldn't do it by yourself, you no. know. No, we had a team of four people. Yeah, right. All right. Well, guys, let us know what you think in the comments below. Uh, David, thank you very much for going on this trip. With oh, me. thank you, Roman. It was a blast. I mean, I it's two weeks long. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Well, except for maybe waiting hours to charge. Yeah, you're you're but, a, you're, a, you're a very impatient man, and I'm a very impatient man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's frustrating when you get up at like. Well, to be fair, I got up like a ten because I, I was so jet lagged. Right. Right. Well, let's say you get up at eight, and then you look at the truck, and you're like, oh, God, I got three hours yeah. to spend in a truck stop. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for taking me along. Yeah, yeah. And let yeah. us know in the comments. We're uh, airing those videos uh, on TFL Truck. Okay. So you can you can see them yep. at all TFL. On Saturdays. On Saturdays. Every Saturday. We've got three more episodes. And I think, you know, I'm being self-centered, but I think those are the most interesting. You're going to enjoy them. Yeah, I think so. You'll get to see uh, the adventure firsthand. Uh, and I'm curious to see what you, what you think. Because, yeah. look. The Rivian, which was the first electric truck to become popular, is to me that's more, you know, it's a whole different thing. That's more of an adventure truck. Right? That is a truck that if, if you yeah. want a lifestyle, you, yeah, you want to go camping, you know, you know, in a in kind of a cool sort of way, right? Where you're, I don't know, 
Uh, at the beach, right? That's a truck, right? The, the, the Lightning is much more of a traditional truck. So I did like that about it because it, we were kind of incognito for people yeah. who aren't just big into trucks. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't yeah. know it, you won't. Like, no, you'll be right. like it's just another F one fifty. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so a very different animal from the Rivian. That's, that's yeah. a lifestyle truck. This is a truck truck. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I say, like I say, uh, watch the video. Watch the video. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. All right. See you guys next time. Ciao. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.